There she is, Robin Graham, or should I say the Robin Graham? Because your URL on your personal page is therobingraham.com. It is, but that is only because robingraham.com was already spoken for. I totally get that. But there's nothing wrong with putting the V in front because that makes sure that it's the definitive article that says you are one of one. And certainly when it comes to trying to build and boost your personal brand, I know you're all about that. But the funny thing is, like a lot of people, you took a little bit of a, let's call it a cat's journey through the field. There's no such thing as a straight line when a cat is crossing a farm field. It's stopping over here for a little bit of this. Then it goes over there because it smelled something over there. And then it's over that way and etc. Your career started out in an interesting way, especially when compared to where it is now. Can you give us a quick walkthrough of where you began your professional career as an adult? Sure. So I grew up in a tiny little town in Illinois, and I wanted nothing more than to get out of there and spread my wings. And so I went to pharmacy school and I ended up graduating with a doctorate degree and worked in the corporate area for many years. I started as a clinical pharmacist and then transitioned over to medical writing and consulting for pharmaceutical companies and managed care companies once we moved to the Philadelphia area. My company I was working for didn't have a role for me here. So that's what I, what I did. And I did that for many years until we got to the point where my husband was traveling for 50% of the time. We have the same degrees and he was climbing the corporate ladder, I should say. And so he was traveling a lot and we had no family here. And I was having to travel as well for conferences, meetings, all of the, the things, as well as meet deadlines and things that as a freelancer were coming in somewhat quickly and sometimes unexpectedly. So we looked at each other one day and just said, this is crazy with three kids, two of which were playing travel sports and we were just running like, and we were like two ships passing in the night. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. And it ended up being that our nanny got really, really ill and was not able to keep our daughter who was three at the time. And so my husband said to me, you know, I know you love photography. I see you light up when you have your camera and you're creating. He said, why don't you do something with it? And it had been a passion and a hobby of mine since I was a little girl. And so I did. I started a blog and it was one of those things where I thought people are going to think I am out of my mind to do this. And some people did because it was such a shift from where I was at and the money I was making and everything else. But I needed something where I could be more hands-on with my kid. And if someone was sick, I could be home with them. No, no questions asked. And so I created this new life for myself and for my family and became a professional photographer. And very quickly, I had my first client and she was a personal branding client. 11 years ago, people didn't talk about personal branding the way they do today. And we did website photography, I guess you could say. She was a musician, entertainer. And so she also had a CD. So I did her photography for her and I fell madly in love with it and thought, this is what I want to do. It, it combined my strategic thinking with that creative side of me and my ability to take great images. 
So that's, you know, where I began with photography. And then because I wanted to be successful, I took every job that came my way, which was a mistake because I ended up getting kind of burnt out. And so then I niched down to just headshot and branding photography. And that is where I really got into the concept of personal branding. You know, I, I built my brand and then from there, I was able to work with my photography clients and help them build their brands. But as time went on, I saw how little people knew about building a personal brand. And the more I studied it and then became certified as a brand strategist, I realized that I could have a deeper impact, a more meaningful impact if I was actually helping people new to entrepreneurship, build their businesses and launch their brands for a a strong foundation for success instead of haphazardly starting this journey and then having to backtrack. And after watching people spend tons of money and wasting a lot of time on DIY online courses and, you know, paying for them, not finishing them and their, their business not expanding, I felt like I could help them. And that's what I'm doing now today. I actually retired from photography in November. And after a 10 and a half year, very successful journey there. I am now focusing only on my podcast, my coaching business, and then my book, which will publish March 15th. Well, and by the time this episode airs, we'll definitely be past that March 15th publication date. So why don't you tell us quickly about the book and where people can get it? Because it's got a kind of interesting title. Yes, it does. The title is You, Me, and Anxiety. Take Action Over Anxiety to Enjoy Being You. And the reason it has that title is because I have suffered with anxiety my entire life. I shouldn't say suffered. I have struggled with anxiety my whole entire life. There have been moments of struggle, but I have been able to survive and thrive. And I want to help other people do the same. Anxiety is something that holds many people back from having the life of their dreams and accomplishing their goals and having the relationships they want to have. And I feel like through the course of my journey and all of the tools and strategies that I've been able to implement, I can help other people. And that's what I'm setting out to do. So the book was written with teen girls in mind, but very quickly as I was writing, I realized that to really do a service, I needed to have something for parents as well. Being a parent of children that have had anxiety, I know both sides of the coin. And so I felt like for it to have the most impact, I should have something for teen girls, something for parents. So there will be two books publishing plus a journal. And as I have the reviews and blurbs for the book coming in at a steady pace right now, I'm discovering that there's something for everyone in the book. No one is is writing a review as this is only for teen girls. They're writing this review as this will help everyone. So I'm really excited. I want to back up in your career path because the book and things, let's talk about that a little bit later, but I want to back up and underline a few things. One, you have a ton of what economists would call sunk costs all associated with becoming a doctor of pharmacy. I mean, let's face it, that took years, it took dollars, and it was a whole lot of, I'm guessing, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. And you decided, I'm not gonna define myself by my sunk costs. I'm instead going to define myself 
based on who I actually am as an individual. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that your husband was the one to say, you know what, you're not so thrilled about pharmacy as you are about photography. Um, maybe your soul, I like to call it your soul hustle. Everyone calls it the side hustle. Nah, it's your soul hustle. Your soul hustle is all around the creativity of photography. And even then you became successful at that. You discovered some other passion in the form of branding, not only yourself, but others and becoming a, what I understand based on your website is a, ideally a one-to-one -one coach, not someone who's got a vast webinar empire of click funnel perfection, but more of a, Hey, you want to get this done, right? Talk to me one-on-one -on -one, because that's the way you're going to get the results you actually want. Am I kind of following your path the right way? Does that make sense to you? You nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. That's that's exactly right. And you know, I I was I naturally have a gift for strategic thinking, but my mother's an artist, my father was a master woodworker and very creative as well. So, I have that creative gene too and I'm very fortunate that my left side and right side of my brain worked very well together and I'm able to do both. And the reason I work, at least for now, one-on-one, -on -one, I mean, maybe someday I'll create a mastermind or a group coaching program or something, but I love to see that people just really light up and bloom with confidence. And when we're working one-on-one, -on -one, we can really dive into those mindset barriers and having gone through my own journey and struggles with mindset because of anxiety, I, I can help them. And it becomes more intimate, but I can save them so much time, energy, and money, and frustration and stress as well when working with them one-on-one. -on -one. And it's really awesome to see their ideas transform into a foundation for a place where the sky is the limit for success. You know, I, I don't want to project my projection, you know, what psychologists would call projection. I don't want to project how I feel on you. But at the same time, I think there's some commonality there in what I would call a healthy skepticism of what a course can do for you. You know, you pay your $500, your $200, whatever it is, you end up taking one or two or three or maybe half the classes, you drop it, you don't do any of the, the paperwork or the homework. So all you're doing is writing a check for something that you're really not getting the value out of. I completely feel that way. And that's mm -hmm. that's why you go to my website and you'll find I'm I'm not selling anything. I mean, seriously, I'm so lame when it comes to that stuff. But that's because I am like you. I want that one-to-one -one thing. I want I want to be able to uh to really truly collaborate with someone. So mm -hmm. longtime listeners of this podcast will know that I have this concept that is not, you know, it's not my invention. It's basic branding 101 that you develop what I like to call the key three. What are the key three words, concepts, phrases that define who you are, what you do and how you do it in a way that people can really understand exactly who you are, what you do and how you do it. Now, you've given me a clue on a couple of those words or maybe not the perfect words to describe them, but certainly what I would think of as pillar words related to yourself one, strategic, and two, creative. Because mm -hmm. that's a combination that, you know, that's, that's 
that what is that peanut butter and chocolate two great tastes that go great together but rarely <laughs> do because creatives are rarely strategic and strategic people are maybe creative when it comes to strategy but they aren't necessarily creative when it comes to the way they describe themselves or package themselves for public consumption if you will so mm -hmm. if if i were to stipulate robin two of your key three are strategic and creative what's the third word that you can point to and go well i think actually i'm going to back up and say i read something on your website it said um oh i'm looking at it right now a strategic thinker creative and empath all rolled into a one-to-one -one business coach i think i think i just found your key three and i think you probably planted it there for me to find in the copy <laughs> on your homepage or on your about page anyway. Mm -hmm. Bingo, right there. Why would I go to Robin Graham? Um, because she's strategic and creative, but very empathetic, which mm -hmm. means I'm not going to hand you a sheet and you have to do it. I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to understand why you are having problems getting it done. I'm going to encourage you in ways that actually get you the results you're after. That's a value add that I don't see a lot of people who are kind of playing in this space doing. And again, just so that listeners really understand it, you are also focusing your heat on a very specific audience. Can you talk about that audience and why you selected them as kind of your best brand aligned avatar person purchaser? Sure. So I think it's really important when we talk about who we're going to serve that we take a look at our values, visions, and passions. And when we do that, we're going to align ourselves with our purpose. And I feel like every single step of our journey, so we're talking about me, so my journey has led me to where I am today and given me the skills and the, the wisdom everything that I need to serve a certain population. And those are women and nothing against men, but to date, those are who I've connected with the most. And so women who are trying to build a business, but are overwhelmed, they're confused. They are not tech savvy. They are anxious. They're fearful. They lack confidence to put themselves out there. And so these are all things that I have experienced over time. So when I talk about being intuitive and being empathic, I am tapping into all of those life experiences that have brought me to where I am today so that I can serve people who are feeling similar, who are experiencing that gut-wrenching anxiety or fear that is holding them back and keeping them stagnant in a place of procrastination. Yeah, well, and frankly, I, I think that's a perfect example of a coach making it clear that I am here to coach someone who shares a great deal in common with me rather than uh, someone who wants to be like me. There's a big difference because there are a lot of people out there who want to go to whoever the flavor of the week is and be like them. And that is always a mistake, especially if you want to create a truly authentic, I dare, dare I say, use that word, an authentic personal brand, one that is specifically true to you. I like to call it completely true and completely you. You can't do that by trying to be a poor imitation of someone else 
You need to become the best example of you, one of one, not one of many. And because that's what branding is about. It's about differentiating yourself from the rest of the brown cows out there and also Mm -hmm. demonstrating who you are in a way that one, you never get sick of, that you're totally passionate about, and that people will look at what you're trying to tell them and demonstrate to them and go, yep, I can see how that is exactly you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, I think it's a a really smart idea to select that that group of people to uh, specifically serve or to focus on. If I were a guy who stumbled across your website, do you have any problem with taking on men as potential clients or coach people? No, not at all. I mean, I, I think the reality is there's no limitations on who I can serve. I have actually worked with men and helped them build their brand. So I, I know that I can do it. <laughs> but I think that the reason that I have selected to focus more on women is simply because women so oftentimes are the ones who lack confidence or lack the knowledge or lack the willingness to put themselves out there. I think men more often will, and I don't mean to stereotype here, but I think more often men will just kind of grab the bull by the horns and go after whatever it is that they're dreaming of doing or creating. Whereas women will sit back and they'll just wait for the perfect moment. And there is no perfect moment. And so I think that's why I have focused more on women is just because I am a woman and I can relate so well with what they're thinking and going through. But to say that I would not work with a man, it would be a false statement. I would be more than happy as long as I can help him achieve what is on his heart, what he believes his purpose is, and help him move forward to create that solid foundation. I think that's key for people to understand is that when you're looking for someone like Robin to be a coach, it's more important that there's a a simpatico relationship and an understanding and even things like uh, shared values. Like uh, one of the things I love to say about a personal brand is that uh, a personal brand is a combination of your value to other people in terms of your services and et cetera, but also your values because it's, it's that combination that truly defines who you are. For example, one of the questions I will always ask people is what completely legal thing is there to do in your business sector that you will not do? And people kind of scratch their heads. So I always give them the example of, well, I was, when I was an advertising copywriter, I would never work on tobacco or firearms for personal reasons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely legal to do those things, but I won't do that. I love to ask that question because what you don't do, won't do is as important to understand as what you do do. Because Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, it actually defines who you are better than what you do because what yeah. you stand for is is so key to creating that personal brand that people can not only buy but absolutely believe 100% you know it really becomes your not only your value proposition but every single decision that you make you know what are you not willing to waver on and i think it's really important to know what those things are and if you're not aligned with your values, you you use the word authentic. And I know everybody is like so over authentic, but I like to say genuine. You said true. And 
you can't be your genuine self if you are wavering on your values, because whether you are representing something that is not aligned with your values, or you are working with clients who are not aligned with your values, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel fulfilled. You're going to feel like you're questioning yourself or doubting yourself, and you're not going to have the right energy to put into that person that you're working with. Yeah, exactly. When you meet people, and by the way, if you're looking for a a personal coach, you got to do a little bit of meet and greet in terms of the 15 minute free consultation or 30 minute, whatever it is, if they offer that. I don't know of a single business coach that if you contacted them with a, an honest email and said, listen, I w- I'm interested in your services, but I would really like to talk to you if, even for 10 minutes over the phone or, or Zoom or whatever. I don't know a single one that would say no unless they were totally booked up and not taking any new engagements. But you, you have to see if there's a, a gel there, if you guys make the connection. Because frankly, to call people doing what you and I do, coaches, I think, is an undersell on what it really is. I mean, we don't quite have doctorates in stuff, but you really have to get down to some of the nitty gritty, the things that hold you back, the, the truths about who you are. Yeah. The fact that it took your husband, who is very knowledgeable about you and understands you probably better than you know yourself, it took him to be the one to say, you know what, you're, you're more interested and passionate and, and frankly interesting when you do your photography than us being two ships that pass in the night as we climb the ladder so many people want to climb, right? Right. I, I'm sure you're both making bank doing that, uh, that double income thing. But you didn't have the family life you wanted. You didn't have the passion that you wanted in your professional career. And I'm not even going to guess personal. But the whole point is you weren't... A lot of people talk about being fully present in your life. When you were describing the first part of your professional life, it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound like you were fully present there. I mean, you were doing everything. You were in the building. But were you there (laughs) personally? Were you truly in person in your own life? Well, that's a really good question. And no. And, you know, I briefly mentioned about my book, and that was one of the things that triggered this. We started to see signs of anxiety in our oldest son. And I thought, okay, things have to change because with the hustle and bustle, I guess you could say, uh, that our life was at that time the anxiety in our whole house was just going up, up and up. And that was not what I wanted for my kids. And it wasn't what I wanted for myself or, or my marriage either. And even though we were making it work, we were all happy. I, there was nothing wrong with our marriage or anything like that, but it was taking a toll on, I think all of us because having dinner together every night was a priority for me. So to meet deadlines and get everybody to practice and do all the things that was a challenge. And so when you talk about balance, I, I don't think there is necessarily a true thing about balance. I think it's setting priorities and setting boundaries. And ultimately, that was the choice I had to make was that, do I want someone else to raise my kids? Or do I want to be hands on and be with them and continue to have the lifestyle that we want to create for our family as a whole? And so for me to walk away from the career I had, and the six figures, quote unquote, 
it was almost a no brainer because I wasn't going to sacrifice the quality for dollar sign. Oh, I love that. I'm all about the quality and not the quantity. And here's the thing I know about being a father. Quantity time is quality time, period. Yeah. Because you can't schedule that walk that you took with your daughter and all of a sudden the key piece of information comes out and you're like, oh my God, if I weren't here right now, I would never know that. This has been a, a really great conversation and I, I'm happy to say that Robin's going to be back here next week. But before we end this episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast, I want to let people know where they can engage with you or get to know more about the Robin Graham. Where the Robin Graham can they find out more about the Robin Graham? <laughs> the best place to find me is my website, which is therobingraham.com. And you can find free resources there. You can subscribe to my email list, which is the best thing to do so that you can get updates and things that are going on in my life, my business and tips, tools, that kind of thing. And then you can reach the podcast there as well, which is the Robin Graham show and the book. Well, there you go. So definitely check that out and check out the slash resources to get a little bit more specific stuff that you can tap into to find out if the Robin Graham just might be the <laughs> coach for you. It, it's been a real treat to have you on this episode of the Nonfiction Brad podcast. I'm really glad to have you back on next week. But before we go, one more thing, listeners, don't forget, it always pays to like, subscribe, refer, and review this podcast. Do me a solid. Wherever you get this podcast, go ahead and give it an honest review. I'm not looking for five stars. Well, I am looking for five stars. But I more appreciate the honest reviews. If you like the podcast, give it a review because that does help other people find it. And frankly, that's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back, both myself and Robin, next week. Until then, I'm your host, D.P. Knuton, and she is... Robin Graham. And we'll be talking at you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.